blind, have low vision, or have another print disability, which makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult or impossible. The content is copyrighted by the respective publishers. For more information, please visit us on the web at nfradioreading.org. Jane Dobre. This is Joanne Janitsky, and for the next hour, I will be reading from the May 11th, 2023 issue of the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. I hope everyone is well and have maybe uh, paper and pencil ready for phone numbers and websites and email addresses that are often in the Ampole Eagle for important events, or festivities, or scholarships, whatever is your pleasure. Let's get reading. Front page has some lovely photographs. Uh, the General Pulaski Association honored its 2023 Polonia's Unsung Heroes at Clocks Grove in West Seneca on May 2nd. Uh, they feature in the photo uh, the honorees, Zofia Pav, Alicia Kowaleski, Adrian Kuzmierczyk, Pavel Poinkaj-Chak, I'm sorry, Lily Vishniewski, Father Walter Grabowski, Colleen Killian, Lisa Lewandowski-Stahl, David Zavistovsky and John Rishko. That must have been a fun event. Uh, convention brings oldest pole and cultural organization to Buffalo. Western New York will be the host for the 52nd International Convention of the Polish Singers Alliance of America an umbrella organization of Polish choirs from across the United States and Canada to be held May 26th through 28th of this year. The Polish Singers Alliance is the oldest Polish-American cultural organization founded in 1889. District 9 of the PSAA covers Western New York and Canada and includes five choirs extending all the way to Edmonton, Alberta, with local choirs, the Chopin and Kalina Singing Societies, coordinating the convention events. Business meetings start the convention on Friday afternoon, and choristers and guests will socialize at a cabaret and Buffalo dinner buffet from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Buffalo Marriott Niagara Hotel on Millersport Highway in Amherst. The choirs will be participating in a competition on Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. with limited seating available for those interested in listening. A gala featuring a performance by the Krakowiacy dancers begins at 6 p.m. with hors d'oeuvres, dinner, and dancing to music by special delivery until 11 p.m. also at the hotel. Sunday begins with an awards brunch where competition winners are announced, including the highest scoring choir who are awarded the Huand Trophy, a gift of the Interwar Alliance of Caring Poles for Compatriots Abroad in the name of Cardinal Huand who holds the distinction of being the only cardinal interred by the Nazis in World War II. Uh, there's Mass at Assumption Church in Buffalo. That follows at 1230. Uh, after Mass, a brief tour of Assumption. At 2.30 in the church, the grand finale of the convention is a concert sponsored by the Permanent Chair of Polish Culture at Canisius College, featuring performances by the award-winning choirs, piano performances of Chopin, and the 100-plus combined chorus of the Polish Singers' Alliance in a tribute to Nicholas Copernicus in celebration of his 550th anniversary of his birth. For information on any of the events, 
contact Mary Lou Vidalbeck at vidalbeckml at gmail.com or 716-875-7513. Again, Mary Lou Vidalbeck at vidalbeckml at gmail.com or 716-875-7513. That sounds like a marvelous international competition. Uh, there are some photographs here. Um, there was an official visit of Mariusz Boszczak, Poland's Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of National Defense, other dignitaries, and Marek J. Golden, Associate Member representing Tadusz Antoniak, the National Commander of the Polish Army Veterans Association of America. Uh, they paid their respects at the cemetery of soldiers of General Yusef Holler's Blue Army with the Honor Guard of the Military Cemetery at Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario, Canada. That was on May 7th. Uh, there's a, another photograph of the Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of National Defense and uh, Marek Golden, the uh, Polish... Army Veterans Association of America. Their headquarters is in uh, New York City. So more of Polonia right in our backyard, even though it's in another country. Let's go to Polish News Bites, compiled by our friend Robert Strebel who is our Warsaw correspondent. Wild boars invade Polish cities can pose a threat. With natural food sources largely depleted by early spring, herds of wild boars are forced to try their luck in towns and cities. There, during the night, they forage through rubbish heaps and tear up lawns in search of nutrition. Although they generally avoid humans, if provoked, a charging, tusked male boar weighing up to 220 pounds can pose a formidable threat. Especially prone to attack are female boars when someone gets too close to her young. In the forest, the wild pigs feed on acorns, roots, tubers, mushrooms, plants, and wild fruit, but will also consume small rodents, insects, and baby birds. If you've ever seen a picture of those wild boars, they're kind of scary looking. Those tusks are dangerous. Police launch crackdown on child porn racket. Polish police have launched a countrywide campaign against a cyber porn racket targeting minors. 87 searches were carried out all over Poland leading to the confiscation of 92 computers and 172 hard drives containing 40,000 videos and 130,000 photos documenting the sexual abuse of children. As a result, 49 individuals were detained and 21 taken into pretrial custody. No dishonor to lose to all quiet on the Western Front. Even before the official verdict was in, veteran Polish filmmaker Jerzy Skolomowski had gone on record as saying losing to Germany's blockbuster entry would be no dishonor. He was referring to the film version of the classic anti-war novel, All Quiet on the Western Front, which won the Oscar for Best International Feature Film at this year's 95th Academy Awards. Poland's entry was Skolomowski's EO, 
the touching pro-animal rights biography of a fictional little gray donkey. The movie's title, Eo, mimics the way a donkey's hee-haw is pronounced in Polish. Excellent competition. Two very, very fine movies. It's too bad sometimes that only that there can only be one winner. Plock collects wax, paraffin for Ukrainian trench fighters. The Polish city of Plock, downriver from Warsaw, is collecting wax and paraffin, which will be turned into trench candles for Ukrainian troops. Many people have unneeded candles, candle stubs, partially used votive lamps and paraffin in their homes, which they are willing to donate to the cause. Although missiles, drones, and artillery shells are the key weapons of the Russo-Ukrainian war, both sides are also engaged in trench warfare in different parts of the country. Corpus Christi Church to dedicate a new plaque to St. Maximilian Kolbe. Corpus Christi Church, 199 Clark Street on Buffalo's east side, was founded by the Franciscan Friars in 1898. They take great pride in St. Maximilian Kolbe, the Franciscan priest martyred at the German concentration camp of Auschwitz. On the grounds of the church complex is a building dedicated in his honor, and this year, due to money granted by the Polish Chair of Permanent Culture at Canisius College and the efforts of a small committee, a memorial plaque with his likeness is being installed to honor the saint. The entire Western New York community is invited to attend the Mass and a special ceremony of the dedication of the new plaque at Corpus Christi Church on Sunday, May 21st, beginning at 9.30 a.m. Light refreshments will be served immediately afterward at the social center. All are invited. Let's go to Polonia's calendar. We are... Okay, Sunday, May 21st. This is this is a repeat, but it's the dedication of the new plaque honoring St. Maximilian Colby at the 9:30 mass at Corpus Christi Church, 199 Clark Street in Buffalo. Uh, also on Sunday, May 21st, you have Wendell's Chicken Dinner. That's at 11:30 a.m. until it's sold out in St. Stanislaus Church, Marion Hall. Dinner includes homemade sides, dessert, and beverage. Tickets are $15 and are available in the rectory at weekend masses and at the door. Sunday, May 28th, the Polish Singers Alliance of America has their 52nd International Convention Mass and Concert at Assumption Church, in Buffalo. Mass begins at 12.30 p.m. There's also a brief tour of Assumption Church to follow. And if I remember correctly, uh, the choirs will all sing after that. That's from the article that we just read. Um, on Monday, May 29th, Memorial Day Mass in the Resurrection Mausoleum, St. Stanislaus Cemetery, 10.30 in the morning. On Thursday, June 8th, I found my ancestor in the PGS NYS database. Now what? That's the Polish Genealogical Society presentation by Nicole Lodiga, Pohanchek from 7 to 8.30 p.m. That's in person at Erie 1 Boses, 355 Harlem Road in West Seneca. On Sunday, June 11th, there's a Polish dinner at St. John the Baptist Church, 6895 Boston Cross Road in Boston, New York, 11.30 a.m. 
to 2 p.m. The polka mass is at 10.30, followed by the dinner in the school hall. The cost is $18. For pre-sale dine-in tickets, call Tom Krajewski at 716-328-2702. Again, 716-328-2702. There is a free movie night at Holy Mother of the Rosary Cathedral. It will feature Jesus Revolution on Saturday, May 20th at 6.30 p.m. uh, in the Social Hall at 6298 Broadway in Lancaster. There will be refreshments. Um, Let me see if there are any more upcoming announcements, but it looks pretty good. Um... This is a perspective, and it's called Faith Makes Us See. And before I read it, I'm going to take a quick break. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. The perspectives are from Father Nadim Yakub, who is the rector and administrator of the Polish National Catholic Church. Faith is a form of seeing, and lack of faith is a form of blindness. While faith is a gift, we must respond to it in the form of sight. Seeing with the eyes of faith is to be open to how God sees other persons and reality. In the first book of Samuel, we will find out how Samuel experienced a lessening faith. He was sent to Jesse in order to anoint a new king of Israel among the sons of Jesse. Samuel, already a man of God, a man of faith, still fell into a tendency to judge according to appearance. But God kept telling Samuel, You human beings judge looking at the appearance of a person, but the Lord looks into the heart. The good thing about Samuel was that his faith let him listen to God. He did not insist on his own sight. He was open to God. He allowed God to lead him to what God sees. There is one thing which is very surprising about Jesse, his blindness to forget about his youngest son. Samuel had to ask him, Are these the only sons you have? Oh, yes, I still have one, Jesse replied, the youngest, the shepherd. Samuel said, Send for him. We will not begin the sacrificial banquet until he arrives here. God said, Anoint him. He is the one. Dear brothers and sisters, we experience different types of blindness. We think we see, but if we see based on human criteria and human appearances, we should be a bit conscious. Let faith, let our relationship with God help us see more, especially to see what God sees. Father Nadim Yakub. Thoughtful words. Okay, we have another group of photographs here. Uh, The Monsignor Adamski Polish Saturday School celebrated three May holidays, Polish Flag Day, Polonia Day, and Polish Constitution Day. With anthems, patriotic Polish songs and poems, students showed their Polish pride. Also, during that time, they enjoyed the company of special guests, including Christine and Dolores Palczewski and Father Madosz Dimek from St. Stanislaus Parish and Jim Levitsky, president of the Polish-American Congress Western New York Division. They also had uh, students taking the final spelling contest, which included Polish patriotic words. 
Hmm, that must have been a tough spelling contest. Uh, expert. Silence is a scarce resource, synonymous with the comfort of life. P-A-P. Silence is a scarce resource synonymous with the comfort of life, a luxury in the modern civilization of noise, says Dr. Sebastian Bernat, a geographer and professor at the Maria Curie Skłodowska University. The last Wednesday of April was the International Noise Awareness Day. Who knew? Protection against noise is one of the most important challenges of the modern world. Noise pollution causes a significant health risk and a high financial burden, which is why reducing its effects can bring many benefits, emphasizes Dr. Bernat in an ex expert commentary sent to PAP. The researcher reminds that the problem of assessing and managing the noise level in the environment is addressed by the European Union Directive 2002-49-EC called the Noise Directive, the purpose of which is, among other things, the adoption of action plans by the European Union member states to maintain the noise level in the environment in areas where its quality is good, that's protection of quiet areas both inside and outside agglomerations. Silence can have many useful functions in a person's life, including therapeutic and educational ones, the scientist points out. It is conducive to concentration, reflection, development. It stimulates imagination, fantasy, creative activity. It helps to understand and see the meaning of life and human activity. It helps to control emotions. The expert cites research conducted among high school and university students in Lublin, which showed that even if the respondents were not fully aware of the importance of silence, they intuitively felt that moments of silence and peace could and should matter to them. With this age, this need grows and is articulated in an increasingly conscious manner. Respondents are aware of the need for silence in various places and areas, especially in parks, forests, gardens, but also libraries and sacral places, churches and cemeteries. The noise in the environment was reduced during the pandemic due to various restrictions on human activity. Silence became an experience of those times. Research conducted among students of Lublin University showed that during the pandemic, the values of nature and landscape and their healing effects, also those related to the presence of silence, began to be appreciated to a greater extent, the researcher points out. Noise can be broadly described as a nuisance sound with a frequency of 65 to 70 decibels. It can cause not only hearing damage, but also sleep disorders, cardiovascular and metabolic problems, and cognitive impairment in children, the experts say. It is estimated that long-term exposure to noise causes 41,000 new cases of heart disease and 11,000 premature deaths in Europe every year. Research by the European Environmental Agency has shown that at least one in five people in the European Union is exposed to harmful noise generated by road traffic. This number is expected to increase in the coming years, said Dr. Bernat. In the light of the environmental protection law, protection against noise consists in ensuring the best possible acoustic conditions of the environment, in particular by maintaining the noise level before or at the permissible level and reducing the noise level to at least the permissible level when it is not respected, the researcher reminds. The law introduced the obligation to draw up strategic acoustic maps every five years for the purpose of assessing acoustic condition of the environment, 
for agglomerations with a population of over 100,000 and areas outside agglomerations for roads, railways, and airports, the operation of which may cause negative acoustic impact in significant areas. I think they should do some of the noise testing um, very late at night when uh, I hate to cast dispersions against all motorcyclists, but let's just call them in general hot riders. And I guess you don't have to be a motorcyclist to be a hot rider because there are certainly plenty of those types of cars out there. That's just my experience. Okay, polkas on tap. Let's see what we've got here. Tuesday, May 23rd, Polka Buzz TV taping at the Polish Falcons, 445 Columbia Avenue in Depew. It's from 7 to 10 p.m. The cost is $10 and special delivery will be playing. On Sunday, June 4th, take a ride out to Niagara Falls to a Polk party at the Polish Nook. 2242 Cotterback Avenue, Niagara Falls, New York. Admission is $15 that gives you a seat, music, and a Polish meal at 3 p.m. For reservations, 716-282-6712. Again, 716-282-6712. Friday, June 19th, Dunkirk's Fired Up for Summer kickoff at the Dunkirk Pier to Central Avenue in Dunkirk. Free admission, music from 7.45 to 10 p.m. Captain Tom and the Hooligans to appear at Boom Days Buffalo. The Boom Days Buffalo is an annual celebration of spring, marking the removal of the ice boom. And that happens at Silo City in Buffalo today, uh, Saturday, May 20th. It's going on to 9.30 tonight, so you can still get there. Rick Smith, along with Paul Deister and others, put together the first Boom Day celebration in 2001. The day-long family-friendly event will feature live performances by the Barroom Buzzards, Yellow Jack, and Captain Tom and the Hooligans, the launch of the Boom Ball from the Edward M. Cotter Fireboat, that's weather permitting, and a toast to spring with Flying Bison's Brewing Company. There will be a parade through the grounds of Silo City with the Brass Machine, an interactive celebration of spring on the Silo City Meadow with Hawk Creek Wildlife Rehabilitation, Buffalo Niagara Waterkeeper, Western New York Book Arts Center, Lyceum at Silo City, and more. And last but not least, there will be fireworks to conclude the event. That sounds like a fun time. Uh, tickets are $10, and you can find out more details on Facebook. Uh, search for Boom Days Buffalo. That's pretty easy. Facebook, and then search for Boom Days Buffalo. Uh, back to the old country. Szczecin students win prestigious USA competition with concrete bowling ball design. Huh. A concrete bowling ball designed by students of the West Pomeranian University of Technology in Szczecin won a prestigious competition during the convention of the American Concrete Institute. The team from Szczecin defeated competitors from all over the world. It was a sensation. 
Our students defeated 33 other teams from the United States, Canada, South America, Taiwan, India. We were the only participants from Europe, and we are the only ACI student chapter in this part of the world, said the head of the Department of Reinforced Concrete Structures and Concrete Technology of the West Pomeranian University of Technology in Shechen. And that is Professor Maria Kashinska. She added that the American Concrete Institute is an institution that sets construction standards, a counterpart of the Polish Committee for Standardization. The convention is held twice a year, and it's accompanied by competition for students. And of all things, this year, the challenge was a bowling ball competition to design and construct a bowling ball made of a special fiber-reinforced concrete mix. Kashinska said, the balls had to meet very difficult criteria, including weight, dimensions, and method of destruction. We were working on them even before the pandemic. The balls had to be weighed and measured by a committee, and then they were dropped on a special structure so that they could knock down pins by rolling along the lane, like in a typical game. Points in the competition were awarded for the mixture recipe and scientific study for the appropriate weight of the ball, 5.5 kilograms, its diameter, 200 millimeters, as well as the number of pins knocked down, and the strength test. The biggest challenge was to create a ball that would roll in a straight line with the right center of gravity and to obtain the best durability results in the destruction test. Students received a $1,000 prize, $1, prize, statuettes, and certificates. The trip of the ACI student chapter team from Shechen to the competition was co-financed by sponsors uh, uh, made up of construction companies. And this feature comes from PAP, or Science, in Poland. Time for another break. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Okay, we've got uh, Polish Genealogy and Polonia Fair ad here. Uh, Sunday, May 21st, 12 to 3 p.m., it's at St. Stanislaus Monsignor Adamski Social Center, 397 Peckham Street. Um, looks like there's going to be a lot of activities. It's hosted by the Polish Genealogical Society of New York State. That could be very interesting. Poland then and now. The Polish Majowka. This is by Barbara Szczepka. The month of May in Polish is Mai, pronounced Mai. It's M-A-J, Mai, and in English, M-Y. Beginning of May in Poland starts with three important days of celebration, which affords Poles opportunity for travel, parties, days off from work, and many other ways of pleasurable activity. May 1st through 3rd are known as Majowka. This year provides an exceptionally long Majowka. May 1 through 3rd falls on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, preceded by a Sunday and a Saturday, where some may or may not work, providing polls with a five-day holiday. So this has already taken place, but let's find out all about it. May 1st is an official public holiday in Poland. Schools, banks, public offices, businesses are closed. Everyone enjoys a day off called Labor Day, like America's on the first Monday of September. In the Catholic Church, 
It is also the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker, and this synchronizes with Catholic Poland celebration of Labor Day. May 2nd is Flag Day in Poland. It celebrates the day in 1944 when the Polish army entered Berlin and hung the Polish flag on the Berlin Victory Column. The country is ablaze with red and white flags everywhere, and many wear red and white rosettes of ribbon as a sign of national pride. Under communist regime, flags were removed from public buildings at day's end, so they could not be used to celebrate. May 3rd is Constitution Day. It celebrates the adoption of the first Constitution on May 3rd, 1791, second only to that of the United States adopted a few years earlier. This is an official no-work holiday in Poland. During their Majówka, people enjoy the holidays for travel at home and often abroad. Popular sites like Warsaw, Kraków, and Gdansk are crowded at this time, but other parts of the country are also popular. Travel agencies and airlines have special promotions for quick getaways, and hotels are heavily booked. Weather is warmer, grilling outdoors appears, and families enjoy parties and picnics after a long winter. The month of May, however, continues for other celebrations for Poles. May 9th is called Europe Day. It celebrates the day Poland joined the European Union in 2004. And it is also the anniversary of the signing of the historical Schumann Declaration in Paris in 1950, promoting a new form of political cooperation in Europe that would prevent another war. May 18th is Monte Cassino Day. It is a solemn day of remembrance of the many Polish lives lost by the uh, Polish Corps to scale the Nazi monastery mount held by the Nazis. There is a cemetery on Monte Cassino uh, taken over by Poland in 1999 and many know the song that tells of the poppies that grow red there. May 18th also celebrates the birth of Karol Wojtyła in 1920, who became Pope John II and eventually St. John Paul II. The majority of Poles are still proud of him, despite recent campaigns of negativism about him. Lastly, May 26th, no matter what day of the week it falls on, is Mother's Day in Poland. It was adopted from America and was first celebrated in Kraków in 1914. The Majówka for Poles is like the official opening of the summer holidays and outdoor activities, similar to our celebration of the Memorial Day weekend that ushers in summer fun and ends with our Labor Day weekend. Well, Poles, across uh, Poles in the old country certainly are very busy during the month of May. Let's go to our friend Tom Tadapachki for Tom Talk. Spółka stood the test of time. Of all the great businesses that flourished during the glory days of the Broadway Fillmore Business District, one of the most successful and long-lasting was the Spulka Clothing Store on Broadway. It was conceived in 1906 as a locally owned, locally operated tailor shop that would serve the needs of the men and boys of Buffalo's Polonia. Joseph Novacki, Vavzin, Vinyevich and Andrew Novachki established the Polska Spolka Akchina, or the Polish Stock Corporation, and began selling stock for $5 a share. In less than a year, they had raised $50,000 to launch operations. They decided to hire Alexander Shukovsky, a Polish immigrant, to manage the store. Shukovsky came to this country in 1871 at the age of 16 and established his own tailor shop on 
Waltz Avenue in 1890. Starting from scratch within five years, he had a thriving business employing over 60 workers. On April 27, 1907, a grand opening was held for the store known as Spulka, which translates as the corporation. That was at 1042-44 Broadway. Spulka soon developed a reputation for high-quality men's and boys' apparel that was affordable for the largely working-class community. In 1918, a new three-story brick building was built to accommodate the booming business a short distance away at 1058 Broadway. Visitors were impressed by racks of suits that lined the cherry wood walls. A metal staircase led to the second floor mezzanine that had beautiful glass cases filled with shirts and other items. The third floor, not visible to the public, was where the tailors worked. Alexander was very active in the community. His many accomplishments included heading the committee that established Dompolsky on Broadway and later becoming its first president in 1905. Alexander, who died in 1950 at the age of 79, was succeeded by his son, Louis. At that point, Broadway Fillmore was thriving and so was Spulka. Despite competition from various men's stores and department stores in the district, it attracted a large and loyal clientele. Christmas was an especially busy time. During the holiday season, the store clerks worked 14-hour days and more than a dozen tailors plied their trade. Over the years, Spulka opened shops in other urban Polish-American communities in Niagara Falls on Amherst Street in the Black Rock neighborhood. They also expanded to locations in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, Binghamton, New York, and Detroit, Michigan. In 1972, Lewis Jr. retired and his son took over the family business. Lewis Jr. had worked at the store from a young age with breaks to serve in the U.S. Navy during World War II and attend Canisius College. But by the early 1970s, Broadway Fillmore began experiencing a serious decline, as did many urban areas. Not only was there an overall economic downturn, but businesses faced stiff competition from suburban shopping malls. As a result, all of the Spulka stores, except its flagship Broadway Fillmore location, closed. By the end of that decade, most of the other mainstays of Broadway Fillmore, like Sattler's, Kobackers, and Neisner's, had closed, but Spulka remained. Lewis Jr. was a man of great energy who refused to give up. Getting robbed didn't stop him either, even after being tied up at one time and shot another. His children weren't interested in taking over the business and urged him to sell the store. I think about retiring, he told the Buffalo News in 1989, but it would be a traumatic experience. Lewis continued to commute from his home in Elma to work at the store on a daily basis, even after being diagnosed with cancer. Eventually, he succumbed to the disease at the age of 75. On Tuesday, November 21st, 2000, Spulka held its last sale and then shut down for good. The building was then sold and inventory that remained was liquidated. Many of the cabinets were purchased for the Buffalo Pierce Era Museum. The hundred or so minority shareholders of Polska Spolka Ekchina received their last dividend checks. The closing of Spolka was clearly the end of an era. It marked the culmination of the store's remarkable 93 years of operation, as well as the Shukovsky's family 110 years of extraordinary dedication to the Broadway Fillmore community. Now that's a history and a legacy. We can have a quick recipe from the Polish chef Robert Stebel. 
It's another cooking with kielbasa. This is kielbasa stock. Uh, a pound or so of smoked kielbasa cooked up in two to three quarts water with soup veggies, carrot, parsnip, celeriac, leek, or just onions, plus salt, bay leaves, peppercorns, and allspice, makes an excellent base for different soups, such as beetroot barsch, white barsch, zurek, yellow split pea, lentil, bean, kapushniak, tomato, dill pickle, etc. For a heartier soup, dice up the kielbasa before adding to water and serve it as part of the soup. Or cook the kielbasa whole to flavor the stock and serve it up as the main course after the soup. I have a quart of kielbasa stock in my freezer, saving it up for when I have a craving for bialybosch or whitebosch. Let's take our final break. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Let's go to Signs of Spring. This is Polonia's Garden by Renia Senko Hanchak. A sure sign of spring for me has always been the first robin sighting. From my window, I can watch birds searching for grasses and twigs to build their nests. I thought an article about birdhouses would be a good start for spring. For the true birder, there is a difference between birdhouses and nesting boxes, with the birdhouse being more decorative, while the nesting box is designed more specifically for the bird's safety and security. When these elements are included in the birdhouse, it can also provide a safe and welcoming environment for birds. Birdhouses attract cavity-nesting birds. Not all bird species will choose an enclosed house. Cardinals, orioles, and goldfinches will not use a birdhouse. But birds who will include chickadees, sparrows, woodpeckers, and wrens. Ready-made birdhouses are easy to find in local stores or online. Free plans for building a birdhouse uh, can be found at kippyathome.com. K-I-P-P-I-A-T-H-O-M-E dot com. Uh, Home Depot website also has build a birdhouse. When choosing a birdhouse, keep in mind that size and entrance hole diameter will determine the species that will move in. It should be vented and preferably have an opening for drainage. Purchase at the entrance are not necessary and actually can provide a foothold for predators. Some birdhouse tips include the best time to put out a birdhouse is fall or winter. This allows birds to locate them before breeding season. The best location is a shady, quiet spot facing away from prevailing winds. In the United States, it should face east. Do not place it next to a bird feeder or water source. Most birds prefer privacy and safety from predators like larger birds or squirrels. Place at least five feet off the ground. Swallows and bluebirds prefer houses in the open. A clean-out flap is useful. In order to attract birds to your birdhouse, it is important to have food available. Bird feeders, natural food, and a water source are helpful, just not placed in the immediate vicinity of the birdhouse. Evergreen trees, shrubs, and plants provide shelter. Birds use twigs, plant down, mosses, and bits of leaves for nesting material. It is helpful to clean out the houses after breeding season. 
Be aware that raccoons, squirrels, and cats will raid your birdhouse. On a recent visit with Irena Voschak, I noticed several birdhouses nestled about her yard. One house mirrors the colors of her Victorian home. Sophie Hodorovich-Nab also had bird, has birdhouses in her country garden. It's fun to watch the birds moving in, and later, if you're lucky, you might catch them teaching the fledglings to fly. Thank you, Irena and Sophie, for sharing your birdhouses with us. I hope you will send me photos of your backyard shrine or grotto for the next article. Please send to editor at ampoleeagle.com or write to Polonia Gardens, care of Ampole Eagle, 3620 Harlem Road, Cheektowaga, 14215. There's also an ad here for the 67th annual Syracuse Polish Festival, June 9th through 11th. There's all kinds of entertainment listed here. It's in Clinton Square, Syracuse, New York. Um, I'm looking for a website and I don't see one. Um, festival is looking for Polish and non-Polish vendors. That's the best I can do here. So maybe if you call this, it would help. 315-663-8452. Syracuse Polish Festival. That's not too far down the road. Let's go to Polish Protocol in the Midnight Garden. I think we're keeping a garden theme going here. This is Andrew Ostrowski, Notes, Quotes, and Polish Life. The yard is nothing but a fence. The sun just hurts my eyes somewhere. It must be time for penitence. Gardening at night, it's never worked. Gardening at night, gardening at night. Alternative rock and roll fans may recognize those lyrics to the catchy R.E.M. band song, Gardening at Night. And as it's May, perhaps a perfect tune to whistle as you plant your seed beds. Not sure about you, but I've actually tried to garden at night using my backyard spotlight in the peacefulness and tranquility of the moonlit hours around midnight. That's until a nosy neighbor started watching from a second floor window. So much for the bliss of the moment. Browsing a few clips in this newspaper from ages past, I discovered that Poles seemed to have a knack for gardening. Authors of some of the articles traded successes with failures, citing soil conditions and water levels as probable factors affecting their crops. It never fails, though, as I silently agreed with one writer who tried growing practically every tomato plant in the book with no luck. I too have experimented with these plants, which look so pretty when they're about 10 inches tall. But in order to yield, the plant must be big. And if disease suddenly strikes, you've just wasted a sizable chunk of real estate in your garden. Though always finding success with Juliet tomatoes, I lost track of how many other stricken varieties I had to uproot. Hey, why go to Vegas when your summer garden can be a roulette wheel? Disease, insects, drought, and even too much sun, shade, and rain are the unknowns every gardener must accept. Some plants won't make it, but the more you realize the risk, the better your garden turns out. I like picking up unique rarities if spotted at the nursery, such as chamomile and apple mint perennials. Typically, perennials have built-in safeguards to ensure they grow year after year. It's only May, and I've already harvested an oregano plant, which was planted 10 years ago. Perfect for my weekly homemade pizza pie. My Uncle Stanley was a big gardener. 
Like the five loaves and two fishes biblical story, all I can remember from family visits to his home in summer was the never-ending miraculous abundance of straight-eight variety cukes coming out of his basket and into our hands. I mean, he had an entire backside of his home adjacent to a garage which faced westward, trellised for cucumber plants. It was a delicious jungle. Let's not forget about flowers. Since you're getting your fingers dirty anyway, why not reach for some Seeds of Poland's national flower, the corn poppy? It's quite hardy and requires minimal care, taking root even in shady spots. Get ready for its bright red flower, blooms from spring to fall, or reach for Siberian iris seeds. This extremely cold-hardy plant produces white, yellow, pink, purple, and blue flowers all the way through summer's end. The globe flower is another spectacle, spectacle waiting to be seen. The tightly bunched bright yellow flower producing plant is actually a member of the buttercup family. I recently bought a deodorant that one reviewer wrote smelled like baby throw up. Good thing it was a lone review and untrue. Speaking of baby's breath is probably Oh, I'm sorry, speaking of, Baby's Breath is probably the longest blooming flower seed you can get. Marked by its tiny white flowers, this sun-loving plant continues to bloom until the first frost. A glance at moon growing calendar finds certain days in May as being entirely off limits for planting seeds. In fact, the suggestion conveyed seems to tell people not even to step foot in their garden on these days, but to do transplanting and weeding instead. Alternately, the calendar points to good days, many in fact right next to bad days as being excellent days for planting seeds. Having no training in rocket science, I figured that a typical string bean seed, for example, takes 7 to 14 days to sprout, depending on moisture and temperature. Within that one to two week period, the moon will typically go through several good day and bad day phases. Logically then, what difference would it make what day you planted the seed on? I wonder what the tried and true Polish farmer protocol has to say about all of this. A whole lot of lunartic gardening, but um bump. I have to admit, I have gardened in the dark. It's a great time to pull weeds. And it works best if you pull the weeds where your street lamp is. Let's wrap it up here. You've been listening to a reading of articles and features from the May 11th, 2023 issue of the Ampole Eagle. We read from the Ampole Eagle every Saturday at 3 p.m. Your reader has been Joanne Janitsky. Thank you for listening. Dobranoc. The number of people in the Erie County who are vaccinated against COVID-19 goes up each week, but we still have a long way to go to vaccinate our community and put this pandemic behind us. You can help. Start a conversation with your neighbor, your hairstylist, your nurse, your parents, your dentist, your kids, and ask if they are vaccinated yet. If they're not, Encourage them to call the Erie County Department of Health at 716-858-2929 to find out where they can go for their shot. It's been three weeks since your Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service began broadcasting online in addition to broadcasting over the air. And we have lots of new listeners in our family. Our mission, though, is the same today as it was yesterday, last year and even 30 years ago. To give voice to the printed words so those who are blind, have low vision, or have other print disabilities can read. This way, they can also enjoy the benefits that only reading can provide. Because whether we are bringing you the news, stories, or information, the material we share is important. Because you are important. We'd like to hear from you. What does your Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service mean to you? How do we fit in your life? What role do we play? Please let us know. It's easy. Simply call our listener hotline at 716-821-5555. 
extension number 5, and leave your comments on our voicemail. If you'd like, leave your name and phone number so we can call you back, or you can leave your message anonymously. It's your call. Your personal stories, your comments, and your thoughts will help us a lot as we develop future program schedules. They'll also help us tell donors, funders, and other people who support our station how valuable their contributions and donations are to us and to you. So please, the following program is intended for listeners who are blind, have low vision, or have another print disability, which makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult 